0: Hello, lovelies. This is why did I write that round diary seven episode fourteen. In the last episode, um, we were in Bangkok, did some touristy stuff, went around, and saw lots of mosaics and statues, and lots to be very impressed by. Um, our working visas got sorted, so then we just ended up back in Australia, back in Perth um, and we're beginning the search for an apartment and for jobs. Uh, Jump back into this diary on Tuesday, October 27th, 2009. We had a nice sleep in and got up at about one. We went back to Fremantle to take a look at the library board for rooms to rent and we got a few numbers. A couple we couldn't get through on and a few we left messages. The one we did get through on was in Mosman Park, close close to Cottesloe, where Grant lives. We set up a 7.30 appointment to see the place and meet the girls we would be sharing with. Finished in Fremantle, we decided to use our train passes to get to Mosman Park before they expired. The plan was to find a library or similar place where we could look for more rental listings in the area. We had no luck finding any such building or really much of anything. Mostly we wandered through endless suburbs and came across the occasional restaurant, though generally they were clustered along Sterling Highway, along the tracks. We tried to find a map of the area so that we could at least find Beagle Close where the house is, but we could only find one to look at in a convenience store. We pinpointed our location and then found Beagle Close and took a picture of the map as reference. We found the house with a couple of hours to spare. (laughs) Which we killed sitting in a park watching kids skateboard and a man fly remote control airplanes. Then we took a walk down some footpaths by the river. The public bathroom that I used was awesome. (laughs) I'm glad that I'm including all the important details. Uh, It had automatic doors, flushing and sink. Automatic doors flushing and sink, as well as a jazzy version of what the world needs now that came on as soon as the door shut. Talk about high class. (laughs) I'm just like, oh yeah, this is the classiest pee I've ever taken. Uh, By seven o'clock, we were waiting down the street from the house, but we got a call from the girl, Amber, saying that she was running a bit late and wouldn't be there until 745 (laughs) We walked back out to the highway with the intention of grabbing dinner, but it took longer than expected, so we had to turn around immediately. Just enough time to grab a granola bar at the gas station. We walked back to Beagle Close and met Amber, a 24-year-old solicitor. Catherine, the other housemate, was not in, so we didn't get to meet her. The house seemed pretty basic, but nice. The room we would be in is mostly filled by a futon mattress on the floor, but that's fine. Amber said that she loves to cook and has tons of experience cooking vegetarian, as her best friend is vegan. She didn't seem like a partier, but loves having dinner parties and was very nice, even driving us to the train station after we were finished chatting. Oh, that is lovely. A definite maybe. <laughs> the train wasn't expected for another 20 minutes, so MK and I popped across the street and got a veg pizza to split, and then took the train back to an uneventful evening at the hostel. Our roommate did come home crazy drunk and passed out immediately with his clothes and shoes on, which was an event. But other than that, we just read and played cards. October 28th. When we awoke, it was raining a bit, so we braced ourselves for another lazy day. We drew up rough copies of our resumes, but kind of want to wait until we have an address to put on them. We played a lot of poker, thirteen, and crazy eights to pass the time until eight o'clock. When Anna, the Canadian receptionist, said she was going to hang, to, she was going to head to the Mustang Bar for Backpackers Night. We were ready to go by eight, but her clothes were not yet dry, so she gave us directions and we set off on her on our own. For five dollars, we got a meal: sausages and steak for the meat eaters was replaced with a double helping of lettuce and potato salad for the vegetarians to go with a bun. And then I've written in parentheses, potato salad sandwich. (laughs) Gross. No wonder my iron levels were down. Uh, And half a pint of beer, as well as discounts on the rest of our beer for the evening. This put it at almost, this put it almost at par with Canadian prices. There was a cover band playing the usual American hits that were popular five years ago, such as Green Day, Coheed and Cambria, Nirvana, U2, etc. Oh, what a, what a beautiful time capsule. We we met a crazy character named Aaron, who claimed that he was simply waiting for them to play Kiss. He then told MK that, we, that he had found a way to smuggle cocaine into the country. He seemed to be dipping into his own supply. A bit of a nut job, but at least he was friendly. <laughs> we also chatted for a bit with another guy who told us about a reggae bar not too far away that we tried to find but couldn't. We returned to the hostel not too late because it wasn't really our scene. October 29th. We're getting pretty good at this sleeping in thing, MK especially. <laughs> I woke up at 10, and by 11, I couldn't bear staying in bed any longer. I went to Woolworth's and got a pancake mix and some strawberries, on sale. I waited as long as I could, but finally made them at 1, and woke up MK for breakfast at 1.30. Despite being from a just-add-water mix, they weren't too bad, and the heated-up strawberries were nice on top, though MK decided that his needed sugar. A woman that, he had, that we had been fli- Oh my gosh. I'm going to try this sentence again with my tongue working properly. A woman that we had been playing phone tag with, Francesca, finally connected with us about the room she has for rent. The single room that was advertised had been rented, but she also has a queen-size bedroom for rent. The price was 250 dollars but she says that she can knock it down to $200 if I can babysit some evenings for her 12- and 3-year-olds. She said to call her back at 4 and set up a time in the evening to see the place. But when I called back, there was no answer, so I had to once again leave a message. MK and I spent yet another evening playing cards and drinking, though MK a lot more than me, as usual. God. Uh, Yeah, I'm not, it's funny, like, I'm reporting that it's happening, but like, I'm sort of carefully leaving out how I was feeling about that, which was not super impressed. October 30th. We returned to Fremantle today to look for possible jobs and to see if there were any new rooms posted. We got smart passes for the train so that we get a little bit of a discount. On the way back from Mossman Park the other night, we had a run-in with the transit cops since we had concession tickets without holding concession cards. Students of selected Western Australia schools, apparently, not just any student as I thought. And we were given a firm warning. This was in lieu of the normal $100 fine. I think the officer took pity because we're foreigners and thought that we were entitled to the discounted fare. The officer advised us to get the smart rider, which we did. We called a few of of the numbers, but nobody was taking couples. We heard back from Francesca, finally, and got instructions to her place. (laughs) I think I mean directions. We ate small quiches and had tea slash latte at the cafe in Frio before taking the bus to meet Francesca. Ooh, I've, I've got like really getting into the Australian lingo where everything is shortened and an O on it. So Frio is like local parlance for Fremantle. Um, before taking the bus to meet Francesca. She seemed very nice and hip, talking about her plans for the backyard to make it nice for us to have people over and how to keep our booze away from her small girl. However, the kids, Ocean, 12, and Emerald, 3, seemed like they would make the house a bit of a shit show, and we weren't really keen on having to share a bedroom wall with a 12-year-old, if you know what I mean. (laughs) We told Francesca that we'd let her know either way, but almost immediately decided that it wasn't the place for us. On the bus to the train station, there were two obnoxiously drunk teenaged girls who finally went too far when they chucked an empty bottle that they drank on the bus, smart, out the rear doors of the bus when it was stopped, and then lied about it. (laughs) For shame. They were also harassing the guy in front of them, asking for his number and saying that it didn't matter that he had a girlfriend. The bus driver called them in and then instructed us to get out onto another bus that pulled up, and the drunk girls weren't allowed on. The rest of the passengers had a good bonding chat for the rest of the journey, as we marveled at the stupidity of underage girls when when they've had a cooler each. (laughs) Then, back to our hostel. I mean, underage girls and coolers, it's a hell of a combo, I'll tell you. October 31st. We decided just to put the hostel address on our resumes because we really need to start on the job hunt. We walked to a place advertising word processing along the tracks that I had seen, only to find that it was shut down. We decided just to use some time at the internet cafe near our hostel to type our resumes, since after paying $2 for an hour, you get 15 minutes free. We each got our resumes typed up and printed off one copy to photocopy them later. I sent Silas a message, hoping that he'll make it over sometime during the winter, Canadian. Oh, Canadian winter, that is. Summer here. And offering to pay for half of his flight. Hopefully he comes. It would be nice for him to be on the beaches and get a tan, instead of having to put up with mom and dad all by himself, all winter long. (laughs) It's very nice of me. With resumes in hand, we set off for the train to Frio, and on the way found another board of potential rental sites. We got appointments to see three more places, two tomorrow and one on Monday. We have to check out of the hostel on Monday, or else pay for more nights. So either tomorrow or Monday, we'll, <laughs> we'll have a permanent spot to live. Uh, oh it says, wh- whew, it'll be nice to have it all settled finally, to stop living hand to mouth and out of our backpack. I, like, I had it in my mind that I'm like, well, once we have a place to live, we won't be poor anymore. Not the case. In Frio, I handed a resume at a clothing store looking for Christmas casual staff. Not ideal, but any job is better than none, and there's always a possibility that they'll love me and keep me on afterwards. <laughs> MK handed one to a record shop in high hopes. I took down a few online addresses for applications, and we made note to come back on Thursday to apply at the pizzeria-slash-cafe-restaurant. When everything closed at 5, we got back onto the train to Perth. We heard back from Johnny, who we had left a note for this morning regarding the laptop for sale that he had posted in the reception of the hostel. The computer is still available, and we could go see it once we got back to the hostel. For $100, for $100, we are the proud owners of a mini Acer laptop that seems in fine working order. MK looked it over. It comes with a soft case, and we just need to find a charger for it. We felt a bit bad, because the couple who were selling it were doing so in order to pay rent, and the chick is six months prego. What a shitty situation. But it was lucky in our favor. (laughs) We're like, well sucks to be you, but I'm happy to buy it from you. We made a sparse dinner to try to finish off some of our rice, and then spent the evening looking through the paper for employment opportunities, catching up on journals, and chilling by the television. We watched Seven with Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, and Kevin Spacey, and MK, having had a few gin and juices, got very into the soundtrack. I looked over at one point and noticed a very furrowed brow... He saw me looking and asked me if I could hear it. Oh, fuck. Just, uh, I just get so annoyed. but he's like, I'm just so like, so, more, so much more observant than you are, Kaya. Whatever. Um, answering my query, he told me that it was the sadness. <laughs> I nodded and then he simply shook his head and told me that no, I couldn't. (laughs) What an absolute dick, he's like, listen, I'm so, like, moody and emotional, I can hear sadness and I know that you can't because you're not nearly, like, on my level. (sighs) I tell ya, I'm getting a bit peeved at his always putting me down and treating me as though I'm not as deep as him or don't feel things as acutely. It often seems as though his opinion of me is that of some ditzy, hollow girl who will, who will never understand his powerful intellect, so why even bother trying to have a conversation? Though I'm pro- though I'm probably just being too sensitive again." Fuck. That's like... That And if that phrase was like MK's twisting. Yuck. Anyway, uh, we went to bed, but shortly afterwards, MK got up to get water because he felt weird. Half an hour later, I got up to check the bathroom, thinking he might be throwing up. He wasn't in the bathroom. I went back to the television room, where he was also MIA. I finally found him in his boxers, clutching a cushion on one of the chairs in the hallway near the balcony. I got him up and directed his stumbling form back to bed. Fuck, just leave him. dingus, (laughs) Uh, so annoyed, okay, I'm gonna stop there because I'm getting mad at him and me, honestly.